Hello and welcome to the Gateway House podcast. My name is Vipratap Vikram Singh and I'm the content manager here at Gateway House. Ambassador Neelam Deo, director at Gateway House, is currently in the United States where the Republican and the Democratic National Conventions have both come to an end. The parties have officially announced their candidates, Hillary Clinton for the Democratic Party and Donald Trump for the Republican Party. Neelam, you arrived in the US a few days ago, just a few days after the conventions had wrapped up. Uh, what are your top highlights from the conventions? Uh, so I, uh, we, I would say that uh, one of the things that has become noticeable in uh, the political conversations in the United States and was particularly sharp in the conventions was how coarse the language has become. I mean, you know, for instance, uh, Trump calls uh, uh, Hillary Clinton a thief and a liar, and she, uh, a little more refined, uh, but still says he is dangerous, he's going to harm the United States. So the language in the conventions has become very coarse. The, uh, the principal message from both sides, I mean, uh, Donald Trump basically said that, you know, the United States is in great danger. It's in danger domestically because of the Obama policies of the last eight years. And it is in grave danger because it has so many pressures. You know, the Chinese, everybody is somehow, Mexicans are against the United States. And the issues mixed up in that, of course, are immigration. From the Democratic side, uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, message was interesting because she said that the election of a woman as president would be a historic change. And that is certainly the case. Already a kind of history has been created by one of the two parties electing a woman as their representative. But other than that, she basically said that things are going well. She intends to carry on the Obama uh, projects and programs. Uh, so a status quoist message, uh, even though it was cast in more reassuring language than uh, Trump, but she too had to emphasize calling on people to be aware of uh, Trump. Uh, but again, this message does not resonate so well with Americans who feel uneasy, who find the unemployment situation really harsh. They don't think the status quo is uh, as good as Mrs. Clinton's message uh, was. Right. And, um, you know, along with uh, both candidates accepting their official nomination, they also uh, put forth their, their vice president running mates. Um, now, you you mentioned that, you know, the, the kind of, um, you know, the kind of environment that exists in the U.S. where there are people who are unhappy with the environment that exists and how, you know, some people are be wary of Trump, but at the same time, they're not fond of Hillary Clinton. And there's a, you know, there's a need for all of the sides to try and, you know, pacify and gather as many voters as they can. Um, so just with that in mind, what are your thoughts on um, the, the two vice president candidates, Mike Pence and Tim Kaine? It is remarkable how similar they are. Both Tim Kaine and Pence are white males. Both have administrative experience. They are establishment figures. And they are intended to reassure party leaders in the Democratic Party as well as in the Republican Party. 
but even more so they are intended uh, to reassure donors to the republican party as well as the democratic party as being the kind of figure that those donors will be willing to put in large amounts of money for of course they do have their histories particularly tin kin he speaks spanish he has worked hard for uh, on behalf of african uh, afro uh, americans in the state of virginia but overall they are both white male figures yeah um i mean and it's it, it's interesting that um that that you know the the vice president candidates were were sort of like the the easy and the you know the safe picks the the only the only safe thing that was happening in the entire uh, convention scene um another a, an interesting observation which is now making the rounds on uh, a lot of you know western news sites like CNN uh Washington Post uh, etc is is how the democrats have somewhat seized the this platform of uh american patriotism which is a very famous republican rhetoric and um you know that seems to be the the trend on in uh, how the kind of how the conventions have really changed uh, uh, this time around yeah yeah i think you're absolutely right on that because uh, it is the democrats who are much more hawkish uh, their platforms have traditionally also but much more now been intervention uh, interventionist militarily especially in the middle east but they have been speaking about mrs clinton has been speaking about continuity and saying how they will be the adults in the government uh, the republicans on the other hand are in this case trump is much more isolationist he is more inward looking you know he has made remarks about how um, nato will is less significant because it hasn't been able to deal with terrorism um, he's more inward looking and that is a radical change for uh, republicans but one of the interesting things in this campaign in terms of uh, patriotism which certainly is the platform the democrats have seized is how little either party have to say about terrorism so you mentioned the the topic of terrorism now you know when the post convention breakdown has happened uh, there actually hasn't been a lot of discussion on on actual policies that uh, that are going to be happening especially on the republican stand uh, on the republican front um anything to add on that you know i think it's uh, such a complicated issue and uh, nobody really wants to say that they will continue with uh, military uh, action in the middle east on the other hand uh, trump has said that nato hasn't succeeded against terrorism and he would like to see it reorganized to take on uh, terrorism uh and it's certainly part of his criticism of what is going on domestically and the way he has critiqued uh you know Hillary Clinton and uh, President Obama on uh, their role uh, that during their period uh, in power that is when terrorism became rampant and of course uh, people in the United States are very sensitive to these kind of charges because of all the attacks that have taken place uh, in Europe in the last uh, couple of months there's been a whole series of attacks in France and Germany 
it has really unnerved uh, people here, which is why it was somewhat surprising that neither uh, party has devoted uh, uh, more attention to how they would address this challenge. And then, of course, it got lost a little bit because uh, the Democrat Party uh, had invited the Muslim parents, the parents of a Muslim soldier who was killed fighting in uh, 2004. Uh, and Trump, in his usual uh, crude manner, uh, attacked uh, the family. So that has become the issue uh, rather than uh, how to address uh, terrorism-related uh, questions, the uh, fears that it generates, so, uh, the uh, the problem is to be resolved. Right. Um... So lastly, you know, you've, you've touched on a, a couple of the challenges that seem to be uh, the immediate challenges that seem to be lying ahead uh, for the two parties, you know, with with Trump, a lot of the discussion now is about, uh, as you said, the, the way he treated uh, and responded to the parents of, uh, of that uh, fallen Muslim American soldier. But at the same time, you know, Hillary Clinton still has a bit of a, of a, a bit of an upward battle in you know trying to win over the Bern, the you know the Bernie Sanders supporters and you know really uh, reassure voters that you know she that that status quo under her is going to be a lot better. So, what are some of the other challenges that lie ahead for the uh, for the Republican and the Democratic parties? Well, you know, for the Democrats, voter turnout is the main challenge, and maybe even for the for the Republicans, because you know, very few uh, voters actually change their mind in the last couple of months. It's less than a hundred days to the election uh, now. So, for the Democrats, particularly because they are a less disciplined uh, party than the Republicans, so this time all bets are off. Uh, voter turnout will be the most important. Hillary Clinton has been hurt by the numbers of young voters, especially the Democratic young voters who have uh, found the Sanders platform much more attractive. And she has really struggled with less educated white men who by a vast majority have uh, responded to the Trump uh, uh, platform. Trump on the other hand, need also to address uh, and overcome things like the gender gap. Uh, you know, the percentage of women who are uh, uh, in polling who are willing to vote for him is, is smaller than had been the case for any Republican candidate before this. Meanwhile, he has also uh, offended and alienated all the uh, racial uh, and religious minorities, Muslims, uh, who he has said should be vetted strongly before they are allowed into the United States, or uh, Hispanics. Uh, and Hispanics are a substantial vote bank, bigger than the African Americans. Uh, and both of those uh, are much more likely to vote uh, Democrat than uh, Republican. So it will definitely be a close race. Uh, it's too early to come up with firm predictions, and we will have to look out for both polling, but also the possibility that something may happen, an incident, some kind of uh, terrorist uh, attack, maybe something in the United States, which can change the dynamic of the election. 
Right. Well, uh, thank you, Neelam, for your for your insight. Um, you're going to be in the U.S., so we're going to keep checking up with you and find out more about the state of the elections uh, as it comes as we move closer to November. Mm-hmm.